0: Welcome to the Sports Steady Podcast This episode we're going to be talking Deion Sanders A little bit of Deion Sanders And Brittany Griner Believe it or not I can't believe we're going to be talking about this But it is in the news Brittany Griner getting released and a prison exchange Between the US and Russia So we'll Talk about that a little bit, and those are the main two topics for today's podcast the Sports Steady Podcast. So, we will get in, we'll dive into those two topics. And don't forget, you can reach us at Sports Steady PC on Twitter, you can email us at Sports at ProtonMail.com. And you can find us on Apple, iHeart Media, and places like that, Spotify, you know, if you're not watching on video So, let's dive into it, but before we do, let's talk about our sponsor for today sanders taking the job at colorado he leaves jackson state now it's a lot of talk everybody's not not happy about this not everybody but many people there's been different conversations about him leaving and why he left and he shouldn't have left look where i stand on this Is that Dion has to make a decision that's best for him and his family, right? That's how I look at it. And he gave the school a few years. He tried to do what he could do. From the outside looking in. I don't know the ins and outs of the Jackson State. We know that Jackson, Mississippi is a poor uh one of the poorest cities in America. High crime, poverty. They like twenty Plus percent of black populations. Living below the poverty line. City is 78% black. So. The city is like. They had water issues. At one point. I heard that players had to take baths in hotels. I mean it was a real bad situation. So. The fact that he was there for. Two three years. That alone is pretty imp- impressive. So. He gets an opportunity to go to Colorado you know he's gonna bring his son with him he's gonna bring some players now I don't know what he told the Jackson fans when he got there because I don't follow HBCU I don't follow Jackson State football I just didn't care about it uh I don't I don't have no this I I didn't go to HBCU I don't know anyone that did so I don't really care about the whole HBCU thing, right? I know it was a school that got a lot, of, they get a lot of benefits from the government. Uh, I remember Trump had the before before the Deion Sanders thing. The last time I heard about the HBCU was when Trump was talking about uh, giving money, uh, funding it because it hadn't been funded by the government in like years. That was the last time I heard about it. So I didn't know what was going on there. Uh, but you hear a lot of stuff on the outside. Like you hear like a lot of alums, a lot, a lot of people don't like to give back, especially people who went there that kind of stingy with their money. You know, so you hear these things, but who knows if it's true or not. It's only rumors, right? So, so Dion goes there, you know, he, he, he brings the program, he turns it around. They win games, and when they go to the SWAC championship, I think they won two out of the three. He recruited one of the—he took a recruit from Florida State. So this guy has been able to make some noise. Now, is three years enough to really make a dent in a program? No, it's not. And we know this because we are all—most of us get outraged when a coach gets fired— after a few years at a program we're like come on that's not even enough to really get your recruiting class to come in because you know the first year you come in now things are different now because of the nil and the, and the portal but back in the days you knew that if you took over a program that first year is kind of a wash because that recruiting class is already set you know who's coming in you didn't really recruit those guys. Second year, you're trying to get going. So you really don't get to see the the impact of your recruiting class or like year three in many cases, like where you really have a handprint on turnaround program. So three years is really not enough, right? That's why we say, damn, how are they going to fire this guy after three years? He, even though he had a decent record, he's fired some coaches out there don't last one to three years especially if they're losing but if you're doing good you're like uh three years is really not enough now like i said i don't blame dion because i guarantee you if dion went there for the first three years and they and they sucked and they were losing they went like they would fire him right a program can fire you at any given time if you suck We've seen coaches get fired on the big school level after one, two, three years. So I don't blame Dion. I think there's a lot of things that go in Dion's favor. Yeah, honestly, I don't understand uh, the backlash he gets, even though I kinda understand it, but then I don't. Because there's too many things that go in his favor when you talk about the argument on why he should leave. And the main thing I hear people say is he should have stayed and rebuilt. But does he really get to decide that because like i said if he had a bad three years they would have let him go properly and no one would have batted an eye could have said oh it didn't work out he's got to go so the fact that he took the opportunity to go after raising his stock i don't see a problem with that plus we know This wasn't the goal. I think he always wanted to coach in a bigger school. Right? I think initially he wanted to go to Florida State. He wanted the Florida State job. So, I don't think he was really ever... Planning on being at Jackson State for the long haul. And then plus you got to look at... The situations that happened during that time. I mean his debut at Jackson State, he was robbed. Him and his son. His office was broken into. So, it wasn't like, he has to think about his kids, his safety. Right? He's a recognizable guy. He's prime time. Uh, and people in these communities, they don't care who you are. It used to be a, a, a code of conduct in these communities where if you was like a star athlete or a big name person that people knew then no one would mess with you they'll leave them alone That kids destined for great things like stuff like that they used to be like a code but the rules are changing now people don't care who you are and if you the bigger the name the more of a target you are it's, there's no more protection Right, you don't get protected in the hood because you can play ball. I mean, we see the stories. NFL guys are getting robbed, carjacked. Uh, basketball players are being shot at. Right, we heard the stories back in the days with uh, I think, a few. Uh, Paul Pierce got stabbed in a nightclub. I mean, so the rules are different now. Like, even guys who grew up in these backgrounds are not respected by the background no more. They don't really so. So has to think think about his kids, and I'm pretty sure that weighed in on the on the decision on him going to Colorado. Like, look, we're getting out of here. I tried my best, and then he he didn't have no backup. Right, no one came out to back him. Right, no resources were poured in. I heard he was giving up his own salary just to keep his assistant coaches. I mean. There's only so much you can take over time when you're going through that kind of stuff. And like I said, this is me viewing it from the outside. And after hearing some of the different stories and information coming in afterwards. But also if I'm from if I'm viewing it from the outside, I can understand other people's uh opinion about the other way. But when you weigh all that, does it really outweigh? him staying around because of culture i mean i don't know how valuable culture is in this day and age i don't think it's it's i don't think it's as valuable as it once was especially when you're being treated badly and your culture and your community is not really backing you why put your life on the line for a community and a culture that just doesn't care about you anyway you get what i'm saying? So, we'll see what happens at Colorado with Deion, University of Colorado. He's going to go there. He's going to bring players there. probably going to take him a few years to get going to get the recruits. But with the transfer portal and all this stuff now, it's much easier to rebuild and reshape a program fairly quickly which i think worked in his favor when he took over jackson state because if it was in the traditional way of recruiting without the transfer portal i don't think he takes jackson state job because he wouldn't be able to do nothing there but with the transfer portal and the nil deals he's basically uh Able to move in, come over there real quick, and potentially have an opportunity to do some stuff. But now he's playing on a larger field, right? I'm talking about the Pac 12. Um, this is a, a larger game. This is not the swag This ain't some BS division or conference. He's going to compete on the levels for like UC, UCLA and Arizona State and. And all these other programs. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how he competes. Uh, An SC, of course, you know, those guys, good luck trying to recruit that. Think about it, If you're a kid, you're like, do I want to go to Colorado or do I want to go to U- USC or UCLA? I mean, it's going to be, a, <laughs> you better have a hell of a uh, marketing, a hell of a marketing strategy Dion. but we'll see what happens you know we'll keep an eye on it of course and we'll see w- where it goes so if what are your thoughts on this Dion Sanders situation hit us up in the email sportssteady at protimemail.com also on twitter at sportsteady and instagram at sportsteady as well so Brittany Griner. <clears throat> Shit. Excuse me. Take a break real quick. Brittany Griner. So earlier, before the podcast started, we got news that Brittany Griner was going to be released from a Russian prison in a prison swap for a Russian prison. Uh, uh, Arm Stealer, <clears throat> nicknamed Merchant of Death. So, a lot of difference. I mean, most people are happy about this because it's like you get you get an American citizen home. And I'm not gonna get into the politics of this because this is a sports podcast. I'm just talking about the whole Britney Grinder being released. Because it's a topic in the sports world But I'm not going to get into the politics of this Because I don't want to make this personal Or uh, Or say anything that That could be uh, Viewed as Hate or whatever the case may be So I'm going to keep it strictly on sports So Griner comes home Will she play next season In the WNBA? What kind of situation mentally is she in we don't know I guess we'll wait and see and so the WNBA is obviously happy the Phoenix Mercury is is happy and the sports community as a whole is probably happy about this I'm assuming because Brittany Griner gets to come home and she'll be returning to her family and the WNBA This think she's about 32 years old now so uh, I guess we'll see cause what she sitting in a prison she was she's like 6'9 inside of a prison cell right so who knows what kind of physical or mental shape she'll be in to even play basketball right we don't know cause I don't know do they have like Russian yard time or Where they could play hoops I don't know Was she getting her cardio in I mean, I mean You hear stories about People go to prison They come out all Buffed And But She looked like She was in a depression mood Most of her time So we don't know uh, I, Honestly I still question If Brittany Grinder Is even a woman Okay. I'm just saying But Like I said I'm going to Keep it on sports So that happened today And I don't really have I don't have much to add On that topic Because The WBA, No one watches it And I wonder All those people who Were screaming for Britney to come home Free BG are they going to be tuning into the WNBA and support the league? That's what I want to know. I'm going to find that pretty interesting to, to see, to be honest. I doubt it, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I can probably guarantee that the Phoenix Mercury games probably will be sold out because everybody will try to get in the building. For Griner. You know, the Sea grinder. And I wonder what her first comments are going to be when she does make an appearance on TV. Where do you think she's going to do her first interview at? Probably going to be cuz right now all the liberal media outlets are trying to get her. ESPN to view everybody like look we gotta get Griner I wonder how long it will take for her to get in front of a camera to uh do her first interview it's probably gonna be a 30 for 30 on her they're gonna do a documentary Netflix to come out with a contract because especially if she may not be able to play ball again like from a mental standpoint she may be like I might take a year off or I mean, take a year off from playing 40 games, right? It's not like they play a bunch of games. But maybe uh, if she takes time off or she retires, and then they'll give her some kind of Netflix documentary or something, right? Give her a few million bucks, tell her story. Because you know that there's going to be a story behind it i think espn is gonna do something netflix the question is who's gonna get it first uh but they are gonna capitalize on this because they always do so that's gonna be the next step i'm telling you this stuff is so predictable people you're gonna see it and um but this is an athlete who hated america Which proves that America Is Like this You know this prison swap exchange p- Proves that Well how, how racist Can America really be If they're Making prisoner swaps For a female A lesbian female That hated America Right cause that's the crowd That hates the United States And the fact that the U.S. swapped a merchant of death person with the nickname merchant of death for you should easily eliminate the talk about the U.S. and how racist the country is towards minorities. So. But we all know that's not going to happen. BG will come back. WNBA will still be preaching that. Social Justice Warriors crap. And all this other stuff. But we know. So. So now I I guess that's it for this episode for today. We will. I'm still looking for topics on the next episode. Or a future episode, probably two episodes down. I've been going through the emails. A lot of people are sending us messages at sportssteady at protonmail.com. Sportssteady at pro com, And I'm getting a lot of stuff that's not sports related. So the thing is, guys, I have to tell you that this is a sports channel, a sports podcast. And I like to keep it sports related For like 90 plus percent of the time Now I do, I do another podcast called the NPC Podcast Where I talk about any topic And if you have other topics I know I'm doing a self promotion here Kind of lame I know But the NPC Podcast Can be found on Apple, iTunes, Spotify Stuff like that And that's where I talk about anything and everything so and if you leave me an email at not politically at gmail.com the whole word is spelled out not politically the whole words not politically correct podcast at gmail.com and if you leave those topics on that email i can get to them in my other podcasts Also we've got a lot of bunch of emails about LeBron. Look, I'm I'm LeBron fatigued right now, okay? Unless something major happens, like he you know does something that's like right now I'm just chilling on LeBron, okay? I'm letting him live. There's really not much to talk about. I know he's probably gonna pass Kareem and We'll talk LeBron probably in a future episode of some sort. But I will say that maybe I should save this for another episode. But I will say that I think the NBA is really, really trying to convince us that that LeBron's the GOAT, and when he's probably not even a top five all time, realistically. Like realistically. Like, I don't care what the experts say. I don't care what former players say. We've heard those guys flip-flop, right? They're always going to favor the guy that they play with or the guys that they uh, that are playing after them because they want to be in, on, in the club, do want to be in good with a player for interviews or podcasts or whatever. So that we can't t- trust anything those guys say. And they already proven that they're not experts at playing basketball, at analyzing basketball. They might have been good at basketball, but it's almost like the people that say great players don't always make great coaches. It's the same thing with the analysis of guys who think who's better, who's not. And we can't let these guys shame us as regular fans. Of sports to try to say, oh, yeah, you don't know because you didn't play in the NBA. Basketball is basketball, right? It's just different levels of basketball. But the game, the fundamentals of the game of basketball is the same on every level, right? The same way you shoot, the same way. You got to shoot. You got to score the ball. You got to play defense. There's different defenses, different offenses, different skill sets. But you don't learn how to play basketball at the NBA level. So that's why I think it's funny that people say, oh, what do you know? You don't. You didn't play in the NBA. Well, you don't learn how to play basketball at the NBA level. That's the highest level. You learn way before that Where you acquire your skills You get what I'm saying Cause you know You learn As a young person You gather your skills You mature And you fine tune your skills On each and every level Moving up Up and up It's not like you just They just plop you in the NBA Say okay Here you're gonna learn How to play basketball No the game, the fundamentals of the game of basketball doesn't change. You just happen to play at the highest level because that's where all the best players are at. And they come to the NBA with the skills. If you don't have basketball skills, if you didn't learn how to play basketball, you don't even get to the NBA. So... I... I I don't know if you guys understand what I, what I was what I'm saying here cuz I know sometimes I don't really uh articulate this clearly but it's like what I'm, basically what I'm saying is you don't learn how to play basketball at the NBA level. You learn it before. So don't try to this don't think these guys are experts because they played at the NBA have you heard some of their opinions? They're all over the place. Scottie Pippen, Hall of Famer, six-time champion, played with the greatest of all time. He flip-flopped on who he thought was better. One minute he said Jordan was better. Next minute he said uh, LeBron. Then he said he went, if there wouldn't be a game, he wouldn't take LeBron over Michael. I mean, so these are guys who played at the highest level, and they don't even know. Because when you're focusing only on playing ball and being the best that you can be, you're not looking at it from the outside. Right? That's why scouts are so important. Scouts can watch view multiple angles, multiple players, multiple games. Just don't discontinue a guy because he didn't play in the NBA. He may know something or two. Right? Just think about that Like do we discontinue People don't discontinue Someone who can recite All the Kardashians Like there's people out there That Like the people who follow The Kardashians Or these celebrities They know more about these People's lives Than most people Than probably some of the people That are close to the Kardashians Or like acquainted. Like say uh, you work for the Kardashian, like you was in a company that worked for one of her stores. There's probably a fan out there that never met Kim or the Kardashians that knows more about the Kardashians than you, as the person who works for the Kardashian at her store. You're in there every you you working in her store. But you probably don't even know as much as the fan Who studied the Kardashians Which I think is pretty pathetic But my point is You don't have to be in the NBA To be an expert on the game of basketball Or to Have an understanding of Basketball skill set and who's better And we're always deferring to these former players Or these analysts Right Look at who's the best analyst considered A lot of those guys didn't play in the NBA either That are considered the better analysts Even though some of them don't know shit either But Because When your job Is to study The sport That's what you do And you become good at it So But personally I just It comes off as hate because it's like, uh, how can you say LeBron's not top five? Because everybody's saying that like 99% of the public would say LeBron's top five, but I just don't think so. And, you know, I just don't, I don't think so. And my main thing is because I don't respect this era of basketball. And I don't, I don't see how anyone playing any, like most people all the fans under 35 maybe even under 40 will uh think that this era is the greatest era because the athletes are faster or bigger i just don't understand that logic but that's the argument that's like the main argument because guys are bigger and stronger and faster but they're not better basketball players. I mean, just watch. Like, just open your eyes and look. It, it, and if the NBA thought that these guys would be bigger and better, they wouldn't change the rules to make it more ben- beneficial for offensive players to dominate the game. They thought they were better and bigger and faster. And they were going to be better basketball players. They wouldn't have to change the rules. They would say, "Oh, okay." Usually, the rules would get tougher because guys are scoring so easily now. I mean, in this era, if you could survive ten years, you could probably, and, and you are a scorer, you're gonna easily get to twenty thousand points in this era. I mean, there's gonna be a time where guys, a lot of guys in the NBA is gonna be at twenty thousand. The 20,000 used to be like the number that was like The oh my god number Like wow like If you hit 20,000 points That was special But in Five, six years from now There's gonna be guys Everybody's gonna be able to hit that Everybody that's the main scorer on a team And they could survive At least a decade in the NBA Cause guys are coming out now And they get average 20 points a game in the season They could They can average 20 a night in a season And some could do more Because even the points per game Is not valuable anymore Like the uh, 20 points per game is really not That used to be a A a good number Like oh if you can average 20 a night That's a big deal Especially if you're coming in at that But now guys are coming in Averaging 20 and say oh okay He had a good year not even a big deal anymore. I always go back to Mike Connolly, who made a lot of money. At one point, he was the highest paid uh, player in the NBA, briefly. And the guy who was never an all star. And he kind of set the groundwork for all the contracts that came after. Because guys were like, shit, this guy ain't not even an all star point guard. He got that money. The biggest, one of the biggest heists in NBA history. Like, I know everyone's talking about Gilbert Arenas' money. At least Gilbert Arenas was an all star talent. I mean, he was one of the better point, uh, guards in the NBA. I mean, Mike Conley, he was never better at anything in the NBA. A solid player, solid guy, but. He was never, like, amazing. He wasn't like, oh, my God, I got to have Mike Conley. Right? So, I don't know. That's just my take on it. But we're going to dig. De- I'll I'll go deeper into this whole basketball NBA thing with LeBron and why I don't think he's top five um, in a later episode. But so I've seen your emails out there. About LeBron I see them I see them And I will I just can't do it Every episode about LeBron Okay Sorry I just can't do it Because then it will be kind of You know It won't be fun So Email us Sportssteady At ProtonMail.com Sportssteady At ProtonMail.com And With The Podcast topics And I'll get to some of them And NFL's counting down Oh how about that Comeback from Tom Brady I was going to lead off with that But then the Dion situation I probably should have did that Instead of Brittany Griner But I mean Tom Brady's Just Tom Brady There's not much to explain with that 45 years old The guy still got it He's still pretty good Uh, The Buck I wonder if that game is going to Turn the Bucks' season around, as they're now six and six. Right, we've got five games left. It's crazy. It's a, if they run the table and finish, because because that division is wide open, right? Everybody in that division sucks ass. So the, the Bucks are probably going to win that division. now. I think that was it. That was a clincher. Uh, if that's if, if the Bucks turn their season around and end up. in the playoffs are going on a run that's gonna be the game that started That everyone's gonna point back to that game and say that was the game that was the game but all right so this podcast is done we're about 35 minutes in so don't forget guys next week's podcast tune in apple spotify google Wherever you can get podcasts at, and follow us on Twitter at sports PC Also, if you want to be on the podcast, please send an email at sportssteady at ProtonMail.com, SportsDeady at ProtonMail.com, and we can get you on the podcast. If you're a fan of any team, if you want to talk any sport, it doesn't matter basketball, hockey, football. Soccer, World Cup, whatever. We can do it. All right, folks. Have a good week. See ya.